Yeah, so you want to know where I'm going to be this coming weekend? Where? The Big Easy. New Orleans. I hate you. I know you do. Not only not only am I going to be in New Orleans for the March Madness Men's Final Four, but yeah, at least I get you're going to gonna get to see your favorite team lose. Yeah, I was about to I say. I was about finger to say. Finger guns into middle fingers at Brian's. <laughs> not only do I get to go to the Men's Final Four, which is a complete bucket list sporting event for me just in my entire life, but I get to see the first matchup of North Carolina Duke in the history of the NCAA basketball tournament. And no matter what happens this weekend, I get to see legendary coach Mike Krzyzewski's last basketball game he will ever coach. Exactly. So no matter what happens, it's going to be an amazing weekend for college basketball. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm personally a Duke fan because of my grandfather. But Brian's a UNC fan, so we hate each other in terms of college basketball. Very similar to football. Yeah, so uh, uh, hopefully he loses. I know we're a footy podcast, but I'm going to be storying this on our Instagram just because it's a major sporting event. Hopefully Brian loses, by the way. Just let me have fun. No, no. I I really need Coach K to win his last game ever. Uh, It's only it'll be fitting if he either loses to North Carolina or wins the national championship. I will be devastated if Duke beats UNC and then loses in the national title, because if they beat UNC, it will be the only time in my entire collegiate basketball fandom that I will root for Duke. You're speaking facts. You have like, to at that point. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. I, we've had these tickets for three years. COVID ruined it in 2020. Ruined it in 2021. Finally. Finally. I get to go. And it's in New Orleans. It's going to be a weekend long party. It's going to be a great time. I'm so excited. Hey yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. How we doing? Was good. How are you guys? Finger guns, as always. I was about to say you didn't throw them up, but then you hit it. Then you hit it. We're kind of back to our regular release schedule. Uh, I do have to announce that I'm not going to be on next week's episode. Um, We're going to have a fill-in. So just a big shout out to Julian Festini from Calcio with Julian. He's going to be filling in for me on the podcast next week. And big another just Julian. another big shout out to Julian because um our homie got a new job. Yeah. Julian is now gonna be a writer for Italian Calcio News, which is huge for him. It's very well deserved. He's fantastic, he's incredibly talented. So he's dedicated just, at his craft as well. So I'm really yes. interested what where he can go with this. He's only so, moving up. Yeah, so big, big shout out to Julian. Um, 
I'm going to use that just to slide into our first topic right off the bat, because I, I don't think Julian is too happy about. Um, I, don't, I don't think the country of Italy is very happy right now. Italy. Yes. Have missed out on the World Cup. So we don't even have to start going into some of the players that are on this roster. Um, we've said them enough throughout this entire show. The um, only thing I will note is a lot of them didn't play in the match against North Macedonia. Exactly. That's part also, of Also, they lost to North Macedonia. Yeah, they did lose to North Macedonia. Yeah. Props to North Macedonia. Italy shouldn't have lost, though. They lost. No, no, no. Italy had an expected goals of 2.78 as compared to North Macedonia's 0.17. Italy took 32 shots. 32. We shouldn't even have to talk about this. Like, this is one of the biggest upsets in world football in the last, I don't even know how many years. This is just such a flounder. Like, did, did I really just say a fish? Yes, you Wonder. did just say a fish. Wonder. Yeah, it, it is, it is terrible. The only yeah. upside that I can say to come out of this is that Portugal, who who beat Turkey, play North Macedonia in the playoff final, and. This is most likely going to be Cristiano Ronaldo's last World Cup, and they I'm have a much to see that. Yeah, they have a much better chance of beating North Macedonia than they do of beating Italy. So exactly. that's the only silver lining with this. But I just can't believe Italy did not make it. How do you botch it, it that badly? At, at least to the final of the playoffs. How do you botch it that badly? Like, I don't even think Spurs would have bottled that match. I don't know about that, but... <laughs> that's how big of a bottle that I'm saying that is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was... Yeah, that's fair. That is that is bad. Yeah. It was a bit ridiculous what occurred, but uh, on to bigger and better news for at least Americans. We're doing well, sort of. Yeah. We, so, we drew so the, Mexico. I definitely the, think that's a win. We drew Mexico. We slaughtered Panama. Yeah. If the U.S. doesn't lose by six goals to Costa Rica. Yep. The U.S. is going to the World Cup. So in the slaughter of Panama, yeah. Christian Pulisic scored a hat trick. He was amazing. Two of them were from the spot. But his third goal was beautiful. Ball comes in, touches it through the defender's legs. Beautiful finish into the bottom corner. Fantastic. Yep. It's also huge for the U.S. that Gio Reyna is back. Yeah. Um, it's also everyone's huge. playing well right now, and they're playing without arguably their best player. Who are you about to say? Weston McKinney. Yeah, I I still like Pulisic over McKinney, but McKinney like Pulisic is the, the better. Midfield. That's what I was gonna say. Pulisic is obviously the better attacking threat, and he gets more credit yeah. because of the stat sheet. But exactly, 
McKenny bosses games. He bosses the midfield in Italy too. I know. I know. Like he's a very he's impressive great. midfielder, so I love seeing his development and I hope he can become like a Yaya Torre maybe. Or nah, because that's not that's not really his play style. He's more of like a Frank Cassie esque. Yeah. Who like, by the slightly, way is slightly like altered. All but confirmed that he's going to Barcelona. Yeah, but and he's bloody disgusting. But we'll get to that. Did you just say bloody disgusting? I, I had to get British on that because, like, man's really good. Yeah, he, he really is. He really is. He's he's worth a big price tag. And a lot of players who are going to I think for it's a free transfer. Tags, yeah, he, he's worth a big price tag, though. So back to CONCACAF. The biggest shocker and the biggest thing coming out of CONCACAF because, yeah, the U.S. is going to qualify, but they should qualify coming out of exactly. CONCACAF. The biggest shocker for CONCACAF is Canada has yeah. basically secured the win, or I think they have officially secured the win. I'm just going to double check on that real quick of the group. But Canada's going to the World Cup. They're going to the World Cup yeah. for the first time since 1986. That's 36 years. They are going to the World Cup for the second time in They're um, disgusting history for the country. They're disgusting, and Alfonso Davies isn't even on the pitch. Exactly. Like I, their best player, not arguably their best player. Their best player is not on the pitch. Jonathan David might have something to say about that. At this point, especially yeah. on the international stage. But in terms of like, I would still give it to Davies. Yeah, like, we we well, are actually, talking about Jonathan, Jonathan David, David in this in the same like okay he's top like three well, yeah, at but Jonathan, his position. But Jonathan David is a striker. If Alfonso Davies were still a winger, we probably wouldn't be talking about this either. There's a lot. I agree with more, that because yeah, there's a lot more high quality world-class talked about strikers than there are talked about. Well, also there's a lot of talked about veteran strikers. Like there's not that many veteran left backs that are capable of lasting long enough where they stay relevant. Like the Patrick Evra or Patrice Evra, like, um, did you just say Patrick Evra? Yeah, I know. I'm an idiot. No, not Luke Shaw. Not Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw isn't. Yeah, I know. He did hit a banger. He did hit a banger recently. And he also had a good year, but like not Luke Shaw. I'm trying to think of like um, Andy. Marcelo in his prime. Marcelo, Marcelo. Perfect example. And Um, Andy's getting there. Andy's getting there. It's been like five years. Leighton Baines. That's a good one. Yeah, some of these like older talents who are just amazing for their clubs. Yeah, amazing for their club for like extended yeah. periods of time. And Jordi Alba's still amazing. Like we, yes, that's why I didn't even want to mention him in this breath because I, I sort of want to talk about like older or washed players. Like, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. But like this, it's just incredible what Canada is doing, and. A lot of the other podcasts that like I look at on social media and like whatever are Canadian footy podcasts. 
and they are <laughs> flipping out. The 90 well, Minute Talk is a show that I see on TikTok. I'm pretty sure the guys at the footy culture are going insane. Yep. Like, this is a huge deal for Canadian football, and yep. they're just getting started. They're young. Their development they're exciting. is on the up and up. Yep. Yep. I have seen places that people are like, watch out. They yeah. might shock the world like Croatia did. I don't know about that. A little too soon, but um, I'm really interested to see the up-and-coming talents out of Canada with what they have produced in the past couple years. Because some countries are now becoming less, I'm not going to say less talented, but talent is shifting from country from country, country not to country. Not less talented, but not properly developing. So, like going back to exactly. Italy, while we're talking about proper development, yeah, Syria only has like three teenagers getting great playing time in the league, and only yeah. one of them is Italian. I think. Denali. He's not a teenager. Yeah, I know, but still, I love him. So he used like, to be a, a teenager, though. Like he was one he, of those talents. Was, like not yeah, that many yeah. people are those talents. But what I'm trying to say is like, so an example of Max Allegri, and I know it's Mass- Massimiliano, but he yeah. people call him Max for short, has this whole philosophy that younger players need to serve their time. They need to start out on a Serie C club, move into Serie B, and then fight for time in Serie A. That's the old way of thinking. Yeah. Now, if you want to compete on the international stage, you need to get your youngsters in the highest level of football, not as soon as possible, but as soon as they're ready. Exactly. It's no longer about your due time. It's, are you good enough to make a difference? And Canada has recognized that their youngsters are good enough to make a difference. Germany is using youngsters. They're recognizing that they can make a difference. England is using youngsters and recognizing that they can make a difference. The USA is using youngsters and recognizing that they can make a difference. That's the main thing. It's it's the turning of the leaf for a lot of sides. Like, a lot of people are aging out. You have to start swapping people out. Replacements for Busquets, replacements for Casemiro, replacements for like other people on the Brazilian and Spanish team who are getting older, just stuff like that. Like we're going to end up seeing these with very young talents. And I know Casemiro isn't like the oldest and he's still like a world-class talent. Yeah. But like Brazil is an example of a side that does bring in young talent. So like, yeah, exactly. That's the main thing. Like in terms of Brazil, they swap them out like pretty often. Yeah, it's more about Italy not giving their young talent a chance and not to say that it's not there because it's definitely there. Yeah, I'm not saying that these places don't have young talent, but the exposure that they're getting is lesser than some other countries. Like, I haven't seen like a Belgian talent in like the past two years when for a streak there was a new belgian player every single year that we were looking out for uh yeah you have at the euro oh jeremy doku yeah yeah. 
right. You're so right. I know Why I am. I mentioned that. I know I am. Doku I'm went off. He's disgusting. He's disgusting. Who? Who's? Damn it! I thought that was a good example because I was like, okay, Tielmans is like, uh, one of the like older, like young. Yeah, I got this. I got where he's a developed player, and a couple other players are like that. And KDB is aging out. Hazard's aging out. Like, but Doku. Doku's disgusting. Yeah. And also yeah. they still have Lukaku and a couple players within yep. good age. Yep. So I want to move on to one of the why are you being like Marshawn Lynch and eating Skittles in the middle of the show? I'm here so I won't be fine. Why you gotta be like this? <laughs> why you gotta be like this? So so to all the Madridistas out there. And to all the fans of Gareth Bale, me, it, it really, really, really is Wales Golf Madrid. Because our guy Gareth Bale does not play at Real Madrid. No, he gets on the pitch for Wales in a match against Austria where they were outpossessed thoroughly. Yeah. Thoroughly. And Austria and, like has a very good side. Yes, they do. Austria has a very good side. They're competitive but, against pretty much any team in Europe. But I mean, so to be fair, so does so is like Wales has a pretty good side. Looking at it, Wales like, has Nico a pretty Williams, good sides, but they have Nico a Williams goals. is up and coming. Harry Wilson's good. Aaron Ramsey's good. Ampadu's good. Daniel James I, is getting better. Yeah, but and I then think there's primarily it's up and coming players, and then Gareth Bale. Yes, well, Aaron Ramsey is like, up and coming. Yeah, but like it's Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, up and coming players surrounding him, yeah. and that's what has been the case like for years. Hopefully, Daniel James is able to start filling roles and stuff, and but, they can keep on developing. But so in the 25th minute, Gareth Bale hit a stunning and when i say stunning i mean stunning free kick absolutely mesmerizing basically like i kind of took it as a big fuck you to carlo ancelotti like look like look what i can still do and then he scored again yeah like he he went off in this match and their final isn't going to get played for a little bit because we have to wait for Scotland and Ukraine to play. And given the horrendous situation that's going on in Ukraine, that game's probably going to take a while to get played and understandably. So yeah, I was going to say, you guys can probably understand why it's not being played for a little bit, but like, I, I'm just like, This bail is amazing. This bail is different. I'm well, any bail is different. I just love the man. Whenever he, he plays for Wales, it's always a different breed because he just it, you it see his full really, heart. Really is Wales golf Madrid. Yeah. Well, it it used to be different. I know, but now it's clearly Wales but now golf it's clear. Madrid. Yeah. And it's and, hysterical. And then Spurs. 
It might be Wales Golf's Spurs Madrid. Because at least Possibly. when we were, he went on loan to, to Spurs, like... He smiled. He smiled. They put in a putting green and a chipping green, chipping spot for him at training. That's actually true. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So the Poland-Sweden final for the playoffs is tomorrow. Um, well, actually, it will have already happened by the time that this is posted. Same with Portugal and North Macedonia. I, obviously, we want Portugal to go through because of Ronaldo. But like, yeah, it's pretty much his last World Cup. So pretty much guaranteed want, his last World Cup. Do we want to see Zlatan? Or do we want to see Lewandowski in the World Cup? I think. It's it's not a matter of who we want. I think Poland has better stars. Fair, that's fair. And and with having a better star striker who is still in his prime, having a star goalkeeper who's still in his prime, in Chesney, eh. um, eh. having, eh. He's a good goalkeeper. Good, yes. Star might be a stretch. He was a star for a season for Juve. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider him a star right now, is what I mean. Yeah, fair. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. But, like, come on, come He's on. Give him star. some credit. Actually, not. Nah, he was amazing at the Euros. He was. He was. I can't lie. H- him and uh, Somer. Somer was, oh. Somer was way better, though. Yeah, yeah, the bro, the, he was the best keeper of the tournament. Like, yeah. pretty much bar none. Up until they got eliminated and then it went to Donnarumma. Exactly, but he Which was... Which is understandable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we could we could ramble but, about international all night, but we're <laughs> yeah. we're going to we're going to move on to, to another um, international little... topic. <laughs> international topic, but kind of not because it's prem related. This is going to be the last thing before we get into our predictions. But Chelsea is on the verge of a sale. So this is according to Sky Sports, Sky News, and Goal Global. That and a also new owner for like Chelsea, a lot of other what? sources. Yeah, but this is directly from the High Kicks podcast yeah. Instagram. Shout out to Val for finding this. Kid finds Thank news you, faster than I can. And all I do is read about footy. So it's incredibly impressive. But so a new owner could be known as soon as the 18th of April. Um, Bids need to be finalized by April 11th. And then they're going to take them into um, like serious consideration. They're allowed to bid higher as many times as they want. So the current favorites are Josh Harris and David Blitzer, who own the 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers of the NBA. And an investment group, which is led by Todd Boley, who owns the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep. So to the English fans out there who don't necessarily like Americans jumping into their sports, um, you should all be hoping that it goes to the owner of the Dodgers. Yeah. Because the owner of the Dodgers has one mentality. Spend win. money, win trophies. It, it, it it's it's no matter the price no matter the costs win yep so, so 
Yeah. I want the 76ers owners to get the bid, obviously. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> also, in other news just involving Roman Abramovich, with all his Very sanctions... crazy news. Yeah, this is crazy news. This isn't footy news at all. But yeah. I'm not sure if anyone out there is fully aware that Abramovich is doing everything he can to like play a part in peace talks between Russia and Ukraine. Because Even he though he has a, a lot of yeah. links between him and Putin, he's a Russian citizen, but I'm pretty sure he renounced that and became an Israeli citizen at some point in his life, like quite a long time ago. But during peace talks, himself and two Ukrainian political officials left peace talks and then started to get ashy skin, peeling skin on the arms and face, red eyes, and... They're pretty sure they got poisoned. Yeah. Um, so, the Kremlin uh, out of Russia haven't commented on that, but no shit, they haven't commented on that. Yeah, you aren't gonna um, hear that. If I had to guess, they got poisoned. I think, based on that report, you, you can, unless they were getting yeah. very high, like. <laughs> I'm presuming With they got poisoned. Yeah. They they all just started listening to Afro Man like in the backseat of a limo. I was gonna stop the war, but then I got high. Then I got high. <laughs> That's like shouldn't be funny, but anything Afro Man is funny. Exactly. We apologize, so, but we apologize. Carl and I have very dark senses of humor, and we will laugh about anything. It's it's how we cope. But <laughs> we could have a new Chelsea owner very, very, very soon. I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, hopefully it's someone bad. Hopefully it is someone bad. Um, I'm sure... I actually want to text Paul and get his thoughts on the whole Chelsea situation because I haven't talked to him a little bit, and I think that could be really interesting. When do they get a new owner? I'm going to ask him to come on the show again. Of course. Absolutely. We miss Paul. We love Paul. Yeah. I need to get a drink with Paul when I go home for the summer. Great conversations had. Very great. Very, very long conversations, but very great conversations. Yes, sir. He's a real one. He's he, he's a homie. I credit him with like a lot of my footy knowledge because I wouldn't love the sport as much as I do without him. And but right. yeah, I just we cut Carl off it. on his segue. So uh, I'm going to steal it. the segue. It is predictions time. So as we said last week, because there were no games in between this episode and last episode. Carl's 20 some odd point lead in predictions is down to five. I have no clue what week it was that I had. Uh, literally, I'm looking at week 20, and I had a 22-point lead. It is 197 <laughs> to 90, or to 192. I had a 22-point lead for a minute. Yeah, you had a 22-point lead for a minute, my guy. So, what game did Val forget to predict? Uh, Arsenal. The one on Monday, Arsenal Palace. Well, he's definitely going to predict Arsenal to win, so we're just going to give him a 2-1. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, so 
I'm going to run it down. Starting with Saturday, April 2nd, we have, we have Liverpool-Watford. Yes. I'm looking at Val's predictions. I'm going to lock my phone. I'm not going to let them influence me. Even though I am going 3-0 Liverpool. I feel like that's kind of pretty standard. Yeah, that's not a bad prediction. Brighton and Norwich is a tough one because Brighton have been struggling. Norwich are just trash. I'm going to go Brighton 1 0 here. Yeah. I'm going to take City 3 0 over Burnley because reasons. Yeah. I am going to take. Chelsea 2-1 over Brentford. I don't think it's going to be that much of a blowout. I think Christian Eriksen's coming back to form. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends in a draw, but I'm going 2-1 Chelsea. I honestly agree with you with the 2-1. I'm not going to like give you guys my prediction already, but it's it's it may be a possession-based game. Yeah. And then I'm going to take Leeds um 2-1 over Southampton. I love the way Leeds have been playing. Southampton have been... I know you love them right now, but they have... They just... They're up and down. And they're starting to falter. And they're at Ellen Road, so I, I think that the Leeds faithful are going to be loud and out there for it. And they're on a run, sort of, so... Aston Villa 2-0 over Wolves because Wolves have been slumping. You said 2-1. straight up. I said 2-0. 2-0? And then Man United Leicester. 2 1 Man U. Hey, thank you, sir. <laughs> so moving on to Sunday, Appreciate April 3rd, it. I'm going to take West Ham 3 1 over Everton. And then. What? I just really don't like Everton recently. They're bad. Yeah, I know, but like West Ham's pretty good. I know. That's why I said 3-1 West Ham. And then Spurs-Newcastle's interesting because yeah. Newcastle should not have lost to Everton. No. Spurs are up and down. Yeah. I like Eddie Howe as a manager. I like what he's done turning Newcastle around. I like their signings. I think this is going to be a 1-1 draw here. And then Palace Arsenal on Monday the 4th. Carl, I'm going to have you predict my prediction. <laughs> I was going to say 2-0 Arsenal. <laughs> I was going to say 2-1 because Arsenal are the kings of the 2-1. Yeah, I know, but like they're going to sort of show up. Yeah, I'm they actually going to go 2-0 there. I'm going to go 2-0 there. I actually they had am. a break. I, I wanted to say 2-1, but I think it's going to be 2-0. And just because yeah. I said 2-0, it's going to be 2-1. Exactly. But we'll see what happens. But if I say it's going to be 2-1, it's going to be 2-0. So I'm going 2-0, even though I want it to be 2-1. So then it's going to be 2-0. Exactly. That didn't make sense. But karma. But it doesn't have to. It's our show. Exactly. Uh, Liverpool versus Watford. So I'm going to start predicting for myself now. Um. I'm going to copy Brian here. I sort of have to go Liverpool 3-0 over Watford. I am not confident in Watford's current form. 
I think this is going to be a clapback for Brighton, but very similar to Brian. It's not going to be much of a clapback. They're going to win like pretty confidently, but I think they're only going to put a goal by them. They aren't going to gain much confidence in this match. Man City over Burnley, obviously, even though Man City's away. One of the best teams in the Prem, 3-0. Chelsea being home against Brentford. There's a lot of issues currently in the media and everything with Chelsea because of the Abramovich situation. There's just a lot of tension probably in that locker room. I don't think it'll be super cohesive. Like, it'll be cohesive. Like, I'm not saying they're just going to fall apart entirely, but I think there may be, like, a couple um, sparks here and there that don't always connect. Um, So, 2-1 Chelsea over Brentford, but close game. I'm also taking Leeds over Southampton. Uh, Southampton sort of falling off, and Leeds are currently playing really good if they're home and have that crowd backing them with a new coach and everything, I've been impressed. So I'm going to take it 2-1 leads over Southampton. Um, Wolves, Villa, Villa. It's only going to be 2-1 because Wolves are going to get a consolation goal, sort of. But I think Villa should have this in a in the bag, be, even though they're away. Man U being okay. home against Leicester. I'm sus. This would definitely be a Man U loss. Like, but it would you, be a we, game that Man U would lose. But I don't exactly. Have. But but you know the way I have to predict, so I have to predict the two one. Like it it's. Mm-hmm. I got. You. I, I don't I got expect you. a clean sheet because Maguire exists, and like so we have to win. So two one. Um. Okay. <laughs> Oh, um, West Ham versus Everton. I'm going to take West Ham 3-0 over Everton. I just think Everton are not going to be cohesive in this match, despite having a two-week break where they actually can start coming together. I just don't think. I think they'll come out and sort of still shit the bed. Okay. See, I, I went 3-1 because cause I think they're going to get the consolation goal that you think Wolves are going to get. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, Spurs, Newcastle. I'm going to disagree with you here because Kane and Son, that's it. I do not have to say any other player on Spurs right now. Trippier cannot stop Kane and Son at the same time. No. But Trippier is a right winger and shouldn't have to be tasked with stopping Harry Kane. They've been playing Trippier right wing. Not right wing, sorry, right back. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, I was about to say, but no, what I, I mean, mean is I meant... like he like sloughs inside sometimes as well, just in order to try to help and cover. Wow, like... I really just said right winger when I meant to say right back. Yeah, you confused the living shit out of me there. I'm stupid. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We all make mistakes. I'm taking Spurs over Newcastle, though. It's going to be 2-1. I also think Newcastle will get a consolation goal, but I think um, the tandem play between Kane and Son has been very interesting to watch, and 
it's starting to come back similar to the way that it was last year when Kane was player of the year conversation, but didn't win it because Ruben Diaz exists. But I'm also taking Arsenal over Palace, even though they're away. Uh, Arsenal uh, 2-0 because break. All right. All right. So I'm going to run down Val's predictions now. Uh, For the record, Val did not predict the Arsenal Palace game. So but... we're just going to give him 2-1 on that match. Um, yeah, it, if he wants to text us and tell us something yeah. different, we'll change it for next week. But Yeah, um, but he's got 3-0 Liverpool over Watford, which is yep. all three of us are going that. He's got a 1-1 draw, um, Brighton versus Norwich, which I think is an interesting pick, but very, very possible. Uh, he's got Burnley losing to Man City 3-0. Yep. And then Val has Chelsea over Brentford 3-1. Yep. Val has Southampton beating Leeds 2-1. Which and I understand. In, I understand, too. They definitely could. But Leeds yeah. have a lot Set of momentum. Pieces. Yeah. He's got a 1-1 draw between Wolves and Villa, which also definitely could happen. It just depends on which Wolves side shows up. Exactly. He's got the Man break. U. Yeah, we never know. Yeah. Um, Man U 2-1 over Leicester for Val. Yeah, and then because he's got... Ronaldo exists. You gotta go Man U. Yep. So he's he's moving. Uh, we're moving to April 3rd now. Um, he's got West Ham 2-1 over Everton. And he's got Spurs 3-1 over Newcastle. Yeah, and then I'm just going to throw, throw in the 2-1 um, Arsenal over Palace, and we'll get his official prediction for that there. Exactly. But, yeah, that, that wraps up our predictions. Um, yep, yep, yep. And that's kind of going to wrap up our show for this week. I'm just really excited for the week I have coming up being at the Final Four. Um I know Carl's jelly that I get to go uh, see his Duke Blue Devils and see legendary coach K. Play. I can't wait to text you and just be like, hey, you stupid idiot. You just went to the game where your favorite team lost. Have fun. Dude, it's the final four. I know. I'm jealous as fuck, but still. I mean, I did see them play at the ACC tournament one year and Duke won that, but like I was kind of salty. It's also like it's Coach K's last year. I won't be salty. You can't be salty. Exactly. Exactly. It's very similar so, to like watching like a legendary coach of any sport play their final game. You want them to win. As a Liverpool fan, I will admit it was kind of nice seeing Alex Ferguson win in his last season. That's what I can kind of equate this to. Exactly. Yeah. But... I will be updating um, on the Instagram while I'm there for the experience. I'm really, really excited. And Carl, we'll catch you guys next week with Julian. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Adios. Peace.